Hey everybody, welcome. Steve Wollenhouse, I'm your host here on Anatomy of Success. This week, to be genuinely happy, seven things will help us move toward life satisfaction. Let's get started. This is Anatomy of Success, and I'm your host, Steve Wollenhouse. We talk about my four tenets of equanimity here. Better health, healthy relationships, healthy, intimate relationships, and more satisfying work. And there's plenty of things that pertain to each and every one of those categories as it pertains to leadership, individual, personal growth, responsibility, improvement, discipline, and uh, life satisfaction. And of course, we always appreciate subscribing to the podcast, rating, review, if you would. Head over to weatherology.com, find the Weatherology mobile app. It's free. And then find me under About Us at the top of that page. Links to LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, as well as you'll find me on TikTok and YouTube. Now, it's interesting. We often rely on the most miserable people among us as our litmus test for happiness and source of social relevance. Hollywood celebrities, musicians, politicians, social media influencers, quote unquote, posers who would rather fake success than invest the effort into becoming successful. Movie stars with addiction issues, tattered relationships, elitist mentalities, erratic emotional behavior, politicians who suffer from extreme narcissism, greed, dishonesty, and lack of experience doing anything substantive besides crusading. They're activists, activists that lecture us about saving the planet, racial equality, fairness, who lack evidence of personal, financial, and environmental culpability. Same folks that tell you to wear a mask, but then in public, they don't have one on. Anybody that doesn't recognize the actions of people versus their rhetoric and put those things in proper perspective is missing the obvious, I'm afraid to say. Loudmouth bloviators who enjoy the spectacle of public performance but never invest their own time and resources in the people or the causes or the communities they profess to care so much about. I find it amusing that people who damage their bodies with drugs, alcohol, poor diet, laziness, obesity, chronic neglect, castigate people for their personal health decisions. They also demand free health care but refuse to invest one ounce of energy in prevention. You get the point. People are broken, lost, confused, disoriented, and reaching for ways to satisfy the emptiness in their souls. In this never-ending search for life satisfaction, they chase external pleasures that appeal to their lack of purpose, consciousness, moral compass, and appetite for attention, folks. When I contemplate the people that have made the biggest impact on important issues, they weren't burning cities down, picketing, protesting, screaming on college campuses, perceiving space or invading institutions in insidious power grabs. They were generous, resourceful, involved in a meaningful way, and they donated their time and their money to making a difference to the communities, to the people that they profess to care about by mentoring, coaching, instructing, and loving people to make a difference. They don't expend energy attempting to convert people to their ideological perspectives. They are focused on the obvious.
obvious things that make life and relationships better and inspire people by their actions. Happiness, it's a decision and it's a mindset supported by joy and personal responsibility. Ideologues love theories, the appearance of being virtuous, public attention, conflict, blind obedience, censorship and control. They obsess over being right, not happy. They just love being noisy and obnoxious because they're attempting to bully people into believing what they believe. Listening to these people justify their odd beliefs, it's nauseating and very uninspiring. So how can we avoid the temptation of following these lost souls into the abyss of despair and learn to stand for principles that actually inspire and make an impact in the world of superficial counterfeits that are everywhere, appealing to people with their false platitudes and their enticing rhetoric in an effort to help people belong to something because most people are lost and want desperate to belong to something substantive. So to be genuinely happy, seven things will help us move toward better life satisfaction. This one is obvious, family and friends. One of my four tenets of equanimity at Anatomy of Success is enriching our relationships by focusing on family and close friends, spending time with our kids, making quality time with our partners, and building strong connections with our friends pays dividends. Life satisfaction increases with our closest relationships, solid and moving in a positive direction. Next, we have to do the work. Ideologues love to dream up ideas and theories based on fairness that try to remove the painful process of personal growth and lack of personal responsibility. When people have low emotional intelligence and unrealistic expectations, they gravitate in the direction of simple solutions offered by liars that are doing this deliberately. To be happy, we have to start doing the work and stop waiting for someone to come to our rescue. Hard work, mastery, building something from nothing, sweating in the gym, being rejected, misunderstood, underestimated, that's all good. If you're underprivileged, folks, that's an advantage. When people underestimate you, that's an advantage. Use it as hunger and energy to fuel your ambitions. The process of becoming extraordinary is very difficult, and it doesn't matter what socioeconomic background you come from. There's plenty of brats that were given everything from mom and dad, compliments of a trust fund, and their lives are in disarray because they don't do the hard work to duplicate the success mom and dad did. It's no different for people that start from nothing, which is why most people refuse to do the hard work. Do yourself a favor. Let's get serious about doing the work and not worry about what everybody else is doing. Mental and physical health. One thing I have learned over the past three years, many people are mentally and physically weak. Sound harsh? Sorry, but it's true. Without a strong mental constitution, people fall apart when the pressure starts to rise. Improving in that area demands a commitment to better health mentally and physically. We can't dabble here. We got to get fully immersed in the process of making a lifelong commitment to better health. We have to feel the pain of growth every day and train our brain and our body to welcome adversity and learn to overcome it. 
believe. Now, this isn't for everyone, but the research is very clear. People with faith are happier. Ever wonder why these ideologues and Marxists hate religion? And I'm just throwing this out there for the sake of conversation because it makes people happy and stronger. And people that crave control and power don't like people that are happy and strong. The zealots love weak people that depend on a system, which is for the people in power's benefit, period. Look through history. You won't find any evidence of anything contrary to that. Faith-based believers, on the other hand, they have communities that share their values and they find purpose beyond themselves. They also experience humility and compassion with greater intensity, or at least most people that practice some form of higher belief system. So if we want more happiness, the research is pretty clear. Having faith in something bigger than ourselves makes a difference. Ever wonder why extremely poor people in very poor parts of the world seem to be happy, even though they have very little or nothing? Dig a little deeper into what those people believe in. You will be surprised. Regardless of what it is they believe in, they believe in something bigger than themselves. People that believe in nothing invent things to believe in. They also have an enemy that galvanizes the hatred that motivates everything they do. That's ugliness, folks, and you don't want to follow people like that. They don't have satisfying lives. They're miserable and they're weak. Be kind, not noisy. Want to feel miserable and uptight? Join the obnoxious bloviators on social media whining about every social cause imaginable. Guess what? They never leave their basement. And if they do, it's to put something over their face and wreck stuff. Weak misfits gain notoriety for evangelizing their odd lifestyle decisions. A tiny minority of losers have gained a lot of momentum, and they have nothing better to do than bully people that disagree with them because they're so unhappy. Confident people that are well-adjusted, they don't need to manipulate or bully people into espousing their belief system. They're very content, and they don't care what you believe as long as you don't disrupt everybody else's life. We got to be kind and we have to rise above the noise. History shows that when enough ordinary, kind, compassionate, normal, sensible, well-adjusted people speak up, the oddballs filled with hate and resentment fade away. We can't let weak people filled with fear extricate our kindness and dominate our public discourse. Be generous. People with all the answers yell the loudest on social media and vilify anyone that maintains alternative viewpoints. Activists and people that are proficient at destruction and condemnation but couldn't create anything inventive or beneficial that improves the lives of other people if their lives depended on it. Generous people, they focus on progress and concentrate on making an impact with measurable results. Deconstructionists always offer something better but it's based on anger, hate, resentment, and theories that can't be quantified. We got to learn to be generous with our time and resources and focus on creativity and human compassion. Generous people don't waste time orchestrating grand performances on social media. They do the work and they learn to be humble, kind, and generous.
Finally, nature, it's humbling. Urban walks, great, but there's no substitute for being out in nature. Disappear for hours into the wild and experience the power of being present. It's humbling and it awakens our senses. Long walks in nature stimulates creativity, lowers stress, enhances working memory, and elevates our mood. We got to spend more time in nature and happiness will increase exponentially. And I feel bad for people that are in the urban cities that are so massive, claustrophobic, with streets filled with people. That has a purpose. If that's your lifestyle decision, I get it. But the people that are calm and put things into perspective and are grounded, those folks spend a lot of time in nature, humbling themselves in the same environment they profess to care so much about. I'm telling you, take a drive, get away from the city, spend some time in nature. Now, I know this might have come across a little harsh today, but we got to be very outspoken today, folks, about what's happening. We have to see with our own eyes what's going on and pay attention to why so few powerful people seem to be dominating the conversation. And when you look deep into what it is they believe in, it's sad. It's empty. And nobody in their right mind should want to follow the lead of people that dabble in dangerous ideology and move in the direction of poor life satisfaction. And if you look deep into the lives of these people personally, you will find they are not very happy people. So these seven things today are things that we can focus on and concentrate on and move in the direction of finding more life satisfaction. And I hope you practice these things. Until next week, let's stay focused, let's stay positive, and let's stay optimistic. I'm Steve Wolenhouse. This is Anatomy of Success. Thanks for joining us. 